and I went yesterday and I got it like the two up the nose and then they're like hello and welcome I'm Caro I'm Heidi and I'm Laura and this is Tools with Tools a podcast for the optimistic ovulator Nailed it. (laughs) How are we? What's everyone been up to? Let's start with Heidi, maybe. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Uh, A lot of pottery, obviously. My Instagram shows for it. I just delivered my big order to the new customer. It's a coffee distributor locally. Uh, They're called 19 Coffee Company. They have some really great blends, and I am super stoked about it because even though they're paying me, they're also giving me coffee at the same time. Ooh. Yeah. And I've never been one of those people that's like a connoisseur of coffee. Like Dunkin' Donuts has been fine for me until <laughs> now, and I'm like, I can totally taste the difference. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but that's like – that's been taking up a lot of my time recently is like developing a product for them. Uh, doing doing some tests for colors and then right. getting their buy-in and then you know delivering the first batch. So how, how many do you make for them? How many mugs? Uh, well, we're starting off. We started off with twenty-four, so right. twelve of each mm-hmm. um, variation of what they were looking for. I did some sketch-ups uh, for them based on some of the inputs that they gave me and their logo mm-hmm. and um, was trying to kind of define my style versus their previous potter's style mm-hmm. and they were super excited chose two options and went with that so the goal is from their part they want to be able to order 25 to 30 a month which is fine Whoa. for a small wow. potter like myself okay um, and then go from there and we're talking about I, I, are you familiar with bones coffee company no. are, the, they're, they're are those the one probably like no sorry you just go <laughs> Yeah, they're probably mostly American. I, I, uh, I there's the one with the 19 as a logo. Uh, not Bones, but the the one that I just did, yeah, it's yeah. the 19. Okay. But Bones Coffee, they do like a commemorative mug for each of the seasons. And mm-hmm. they, they come up with a blend that's like specific for a holiday or an event happening like the World Cup or things like that. So we're talking about doing more than just like the standard two variations, but like each holiday having some kind of collector's memorabilia for the company. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I've been up to in a nutshell. That sounds like a lot of work, but also a lot of fun. It is. A lot of work aside the actual work work, right? (laughs) I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough when you're, um, you're trying to grow your business, but you're also working full time for somebody else. It's like trying to figure out where that balance is. is is Mm always fun. Yeah. How, how, can we talk about this later? Because I think it's super interesting um, yeah. a little bit because yeah, I don't want to mess up the intros, but I think that's super interesting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's cool. really all that I have to talk about. Pottery. <laughs> 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 it sounds oh like God. what? I mean, I mean, you have, you have all the things going on aside from jobs and side hustle and family and sleeping at some point, I guess. <laughs> so. I mean, it's all a balance. <laughs> that sounds good though uh laura what about you 
I I got another camper. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> the little quack. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. How do you pronounce it? I say quack. Ah, okay. Because I didn't know. I uh, I don't know. They, I don't know if it. it's the right word, but uh, it's just like yeah. East German tiny uh -huh. camper, and I always yeah. just say quack. Quack. That's funny. good. I said keg. I, I I don't know how they pronounce it. I Probably need to look it up. But keg. It's it, I I guess it's keg, but just say quack is nicer though. <laughs> it's more fun. It sounds like a duck. A duck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> quack. Quack 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 quack. Now you gotta. Yeah. Um. I don't know what it is about me and campers, but we um we have an have an, have an attraction to each other, and they just keep falling uh, in front of my feet or into my lap. Uh, last year around this time, I started the horse box camper, which is not finished. No, I know it's not finished. You can stop asking. <laughs> <laughs> no one's asking. No one's judging. No pressure here. No shit. I get at least twenty messages a day. Um, about the horse camper and when really? I would finish it. Yes, people wow. are so like they so they're so I they're don't know invested. impatient. Yes, they want to see it finished, okay. and I don't want to finish it. <laughs> it I don't want to finish you, it. Like plateaued on the excitement for it, and you're like, yeah. Ugh. So when I started the horse camper last year, it was when uh, the whole lockdown situation hit, and I was looking for a long term project and. What I was excited about is was to see if you could do it like with a horse trailer, if you could turn the ex like I was more excited about the exterior because I wanted it to look like a mix between a remote suitcase and an airstream and still horse boxy and have this little teak deck that you could fold out. And I did all these things. And then it was about the interior. And I don't care about the interior because <laughs> I don't know. It's Just put it's a so horse much inside. <laughs> what? What? Just put a horse inside. <laughs> Caro, that's your job. You're gonna make a stuffed horse to put inside. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Just that's your next commission. I will make a, I will a fake horse, and we can put it inside, and you will just use it as a background for another video. Imagine people see it like, oh wow, somebody turned a horse camper into. Oh no, no, it's still a horse. Horse <laughs> box. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, we that's should do that. No, but it was a, like <laughs> filming inside this teeny tiny horse box, building the furniture. I just lost interest, and also I need I needed to make a license, so I am allowed to tow it because it's too heavy, and all the you know driving schools were closed. Mm. And then the summer was over, and I lost interest. And then also my girlfriend said like. Mm. I'm not really sure if I want to sleep in this, if I want to make a, like, take a vacation in this teeny tiny thing that's extremely heavy. Um, so I kind of lost interest. And I think my plan now is to trade it for something. I want somebody else to finish it. Like, if there are so many people invested to see it finished, they can do it. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's some cool collaboration in there. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, why not, right? Carol, if you want it, you can have it. You just need to no bring thanks. it to Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I, I don't, I don't have a license course. for that either. It's a problem. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you have to have a separate light, like a, a separate driver's license to be able to haul something on the back of your vehicle. Yeah. If it's actually uh, smart. I don't do that yeah. <laughs> No? You can just drive anything? What? I mean, like... 
if you're going to drive a, a huge truck, like a semi truck or mm-hmm. uh, a refrigerator truck, you have to have a CDL license. But as far yeah. as like towing something on the back of your pickup truck, I mean, you can just buy a trailer and oh, knock wow. it up on there. My brother has a giant uh, camper mm-hmm. that that ha- it's it's almost like this <laughs> to me. It looks like the size of a bus. And, you know, he can wow. he can haul that without having a separate license. You have to have um like permits and things to make sure it's sa- it's safe. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. for you yourself, knowing how to drive it, there's like, there's no wow. requirements from the government saying like, okay, you have to pass these certain tests to make sure you can back it in somewhere or anything like that. Do you need a license to go fishing in America? <laughs> Now, if you're on public land, yes. Okay. On private property, no, because okay. on public land, most of it's stocked by the game commission. So All they right. have requirements for like what what you can pull in what you can keep what's catch and release Mm -hmm. um but on private property most people stock their own ponds and things okay it's not regulated and and how about uh forklifts do you need a license for that (laughs) uh laura what are you planning on (laughs) (laughs) fishing with a forklift But uh, I know, like, from a safety standpoint at companies, you have to pass mm-hmm. a certain safety check that they okay. have in place. But if I went out and bought a forklift and I drove it on my own property, no, I don't have all right, to. All right, all right. Okay. You should all go and uh, search for the video of Gabelstapler Klaus. Yes. <laughs> it's a, it's a German it. classic. And I know for sure, because I sent it a few weeks back to a friend, that it there is a video version of it on YouTube with subtitles. So, all right. It's, it's really good. Stapler Fahrer Klaus. Nice. Um, yeah. It's about a guy who takes the, uh, it, it's about a guy who takes the forklift exam and then everything goes fucking wrong. Like oh, really no. wrong. It's like wow, a, it's like a short, exam? yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like a short horror movie, but it's so good. It's so trashy. Um, yes. It, 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 if you think it, it can't get worse, it get it gets worse. <laughs> Like, <laughs> shit hits the fan, really. Oh, man. <laughs> I even bought that movie on DVD, like, years and years and years ago. Awesome. <laughs> it's so famous in Germany. It's, it's a full movie, or is it just, like, a little sketch? It's, like, 10 minutes. It's, like, a okay. short movie. Yeah. Is okay. it 10 minutes, right? I would say. Roundabout. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> hilarious. Mm. Do you know so, that yeah. I, I learned how to drive a backhoe just so that I could knock down trees at my uncle's property? nice it was super fun i didn't have to have a license he gave me like a two second <laughs> tutorial on how to lift and operate the the boom mm-hmm. and the bucket and yeah yeah like, yeah just knock things over <laughs> do it <laughs> all right <laughs> sounds like fun to me yeah so Laura, well in germany uh, camper. you were yeah camper. you need a you need a license to tow uh if the thing is heavier than 750 kilos and needs a break then you need to make a license so you need the license for everything in germany for absolutely everything i'm surprised you can take shopping carts without having a license but you have to put a euro inside the shopping cart because they don't even trust you to return the shopping cart i think that's different in america too right mm, well at aldi's which is german right yeah you have to yeah they make quarter. you pay you have to put a quarter in the thing and then it releases the lock and then when yes. you come back you can either be a good samaritan and hand the cart off to the next person they get to keep your quarter 
or you like lock it back up and get yeah your that back. that wouldn't that wouldn't fly in germany either like nobody nobody would give somebody else the, the shopping cart if there's still money in there and that's why um, the deposit system for empty bottles it works so well because germans apparently are so cheap like what it's eight cents on this bottle i will return it to the store wow wow that is not that is not a thing at least not in pit i mean It depends on what part of the country you're in, on like how uh, kind people are to strangers. I've heard that like Pittsburgh's like in some parts of Pittsburgh, it's like super generous. Mm-hmm. But like if you go to New York City, you're not going to be treated the same as if you're in Pittsburgh. I, okay, I, it's just very it's very different like, culturally. Yeah. Um, but Pittsburgh is a pretty friendly atmosphere. From yeah. the town, like anytime that I go to Aldi's and I have my son with me, people are like, "Here, oh, really? he's so cute!" And like, that that never happened to me. He's a good ticket. <laughs> That's why the only reason I had him. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I went to the cemetery and I saw that uh, they had the like the watering things. What's the the, the What's the word for that? The green watering containers? Like the water containers? Can? Watering can? They had these things from the shopping carts on the watering cans where you had to put in a euro <laughs> to, to get them so you could put water on the flowers of the grave of, you know, somebody that you liked or loved. Like people were It, stealing them and that's, that's apparently, why? Apparently, apparently, because it's, hey, free water cans at the cemetery. And then... <laughs> Oh my god, I don't know. Well, I mean, if it was like eight cents to recycle it. (laughs) (laughs) I am derailing the conversation. I'm sorry. (laughs) What? Funny side note. uh, I currently have three empty shopping carts at my shop. They don't belong to me, but obviously they have been stolen. And they are are so fucking annoying. And I will just put them (laughs) on the street because it's always in the way. And you can collect your scrap metal in there. Like a normal person. No. <laughs> like a normal German. Yeah. <laughs> you can collect your empty bottles in there and return them to the store. I might do that, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. When when I was in um studying design, people that I studied with, they had um like an apartment, they lived there with eight people or whatever. And they had so many empty bottles collected in their cellar. They never returned it like over generations of people who lived there. At one point they returned it and they could buy a PlayStation for a four, three, I think it was. PlayStation three. Oh, That's hilarious. My grandfather actually paid for all my college books with recycled aluminum. Really? Yeah. When I was a kid, he used to, so safety rules weren't that great in the 80s and 90s here. And mm-hmm. he drove this gray station wagon, an Oldsmobile station wagon. So huge boat, right? And he would open the tailgate on the back and we would just sit, like me, my brother, and my cousin would sit on the tailgate. And then he would drive along the back roads in the country and we'd just jump off and pick up cans <laughs> off the side of the road. Tin cans, <laughs> aluminum cans, and we'd throw them in the back. And then he'd bring us back to the house and he had this can smasher. Uh-huh. We just put them in there, and it was like super fun to smash these cans. We spend the entire summer doing that, and he just like 
collected them up in bags in his he had a little shanty shed in the back like one of those aluminum sheds that barely ever like just like more rust than it is shed yeah and uh, he had that thing full of aluminum (laughs) cans and right before i went to college he took the cans deposited them at the recycling center when like the the numbers were high Mm-hmm. Paid for my books my freshman and sophomore year of college with nice. recycles. Was like that's awesome. That's really my, awesome. It, it was like I mean we grew up in the cut, so it was like there wasn't much else to do. So grandpa taking us around and and throwing us in the car and having us jump out and collect cans. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was either that or collect berries off the side of the road. He did have to try and steal <laughs> corn once. Uh, that didn't go so well. <laughs> I would do the cans too. Um, yeah. So I got this camper. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. What? Yeah. Do you need camper. some aluminum? I know someone has some. <laughs> um, and it fell into my lap. My neighbor had it and he wanted to sell it. I asked him, How much do you want it? One for it. And he couldn't say. So I, th- I thought I would trade something for it. And I have this old Festool track saw that I bought years and years ago before I worked with Festool. So I. I debranded it um, because uh, they weren't paying. <laughs> so I took off all the logos. I was mad, <laughs> apparently. So now that, that that I work with them, I can't use it. So uh, And I got a newer version. So yeah, I thought man, he, he can't say no to the Festool track saw. So we traded the saw for the trailer and or for the camper. And now, um, now I'm trying to fix it up again. <laughs> but I will lose interest. So don't get excited. I will not finish it. <laughs> we'll see Caro what about you oh god um, I actually had the first like really exciting week in I don't know maybe half a year or something because really? because we are all going through the same shit we all know that right mm. so we can't go anywhere we can't see anyone and I've been super strict with isolating and not seeing any friends or anything. And I work alone. I live alone. So it's been like very, uh, very sol- sol- solitude <laughs> That's a word. Solitary? Solitary. Solitary. I like solitude better. I think with the word tutti in it sounds really fun. Tutti. I like the way you say it, Heidi. Tutti. Tutti. Solitude. But some weeks ago, so I'm currently working, or I have been working for several different clients in the past months, but um i did last summer i did uh, a fake dog dummy for a series that's about mm-hmm. to come out next year some somewhere i don't know they are filming forever um so last year i had to go to italy with that dead dog in my suitcase <laughs> to film a scene um <laughs> And and they they had it there, and I flew back, and that was like last year my 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 one trip to somewhere else, and um, I was like, okay, this is over, uh, job done, you know, cross through next one, please. <laughs> but uh, they came back to me, and they were like, oh yeah, we need this dog again for another scene, and um, which is shot in Cuba. 
possibly. Oh no. Yeah, but I I nice. I, I, I can't. And you go- you are like the. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go to Cuba. Sorry. I mean, that's not that's not going to happen at any point this year. I think, um, yeah. but because the whole production is currently filming in Bulgaria, and they are based in Berlin, but they are filming at the moment in Bulgaria because they in Bulgaria they have some um, really great set build which is going to represent New York apparently. It's it's super weird. It's all over the place. Mm-hmm. They're also filming up in the mountains, which is supposed to represent Finland. It, it's it's super okay. super strange. It's yeah, everywhere. it's everywhere. Like if everything you see in the in the series is probably happen uh, happening in Bulgaria, even though it looks like New York or Finland. <laughs> um, so but, but, can you say the name, or is that secret still? I I won't say it now. I will let you know when it comes out. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I think you can figure it out if you just do some Google research, maybe with some hints. But Bulgaria film crew. <laughs> Anyways, um, dog in a suitcase. Dog in a suitcase. <laughs> yeah, I got the I dog. I got the dog back after they finished filming in Italy. Thought it was all over. Um, but then a couple of weeks ago, the prop master called me again and was like, oh, yeah, we need the dog again for another scene, which we are about to film somewhere in South America. I don't know. Um, where the dog needs his leg amputated. So can you please... The dog, the dog originally only had three legs, which is the first step. I, I made the dog with three legs. Then they came back to me and wanted to have the dog with four legs. Plus another leg, which can be amputated. <laughs> it's like, I didn't sign up for this. I can't just glue on an, a fourth leg. Like, how is that supposed to look like? It's not It's not a Lego figure, right? It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, oh, yeah, I, I just stick it on. No worries. Um, look real. Yeah. Super glue. Super glue, yeah. Uh, super tight deadline but i somehow managed to do that to do like uh removable legs and all with the with the whole cutting through and veins and bones and whatever um but because they were filming in bulgaria and they had to test it somehow if it would work out for what they were supposed to do in cuba they flew me in to bulgaria for 48 hours (laughs) During a fucking pandemic. That was last week? This was this weekend, last weekend. So I took... It's like... It would be insane in itself, but during a fucking pandemic, it's just a pain in the ass. Because you have to take a test in order to get on a flight. Then I got picked up at the airport with a sign saying my name. (laughs) It's always sweet. Yeah, yeah, cool, like in the movies. Yes, I was like, oh, that's my name. And the driver that doesn't speak German. (laughs) (laughs) And um, uh, the driver drove me directly to the next laboratory to get another COVID test because I had to fly back in 48 hours. And... In order to fly back to Germany, you need a negative test. So I was literally just on the plane, got another test, and then flew back. Um, but 
the weirdest thing was then I, I was actually I was in this hotel room which was super nice I mean being in a hotel if you haven't been mm-hmm. anywhere for so long it's just ah, change of scenery nice bed like breakfast in a room <laughs> with other people just sitting down Ooh. at the table like crazy face to face eating like chatting and stuff it's super nice I really really miss that um Gladly, I knew the crew, so I wasn't as nervous as I've been in Italy. Um, I knew some of the people; they're all super nice. I I know some of the people from other projects, and the weirdest situation just happened when we actually did the test, because there were like so the director, the camera people, the visual effects masters, whatever. Um, the producer like all these crazy crazy movie people (laughs) that you have really high respect for they were all supposed to um stand in a circle around this dead dog that i just shipped in in a suitcase but because we didn't have any (laughs) like proper um, room for it or something we actually went into the basement where there was this new um never used <laughs> freshly made spa area so there were like Ooh. massage beds and a sauna and never you never never been used it really smelled funny because i don't know drainage or something <laughs> but it was super <laughs> super hot and super smelly and it was like with the mask on and it was like after five minutes, I had the headache of my nightmares. And um, <laughs> just imagine the situation being in this really weird spa area with weird lighting, a table that you carried from God knows where. And then you put this fake dead dog that looks super real on this table. And then eight grown up people come and stand around this and you test if it works if you if you amputate a leg and how you would film it and it was so crazy like i I, i'd have the tendency to just um while being in the situation take a step aside and look at the situation from outside i'm like this is fucking weird What if somebody just, like, yeah, this is my it? job. I, I, I want I want someone to take a photo of this because this is so fucking weird. <laughs> and then we did yeah. we did a test for like an hour we and great. then we could pack up the dog again and basically leave. <laughs> so you you took the dog with you from Bulgaria back to Germany? Yes. So that's the second trip with this fake dead dog in your luggage. Yeah. At any point, did anybody stop you and and go, um, this came up weird on the scanner? Like, what is this? (laughs) Unfortunately not. I really, I Why does this dog have four legs? Because it looks like originally has three. What's in your suitcase? (laughs) It's an extra leg. It had five legs. (laughs) What's going on here, Miss Hintz? I, I don't know. I would really love the situation to happen at some point where someone's just yeah. like, Miss, can you please open your luggage? <laughs> it's full of fur. 
it's, it's full of fur. I had a similar situation where I had to fly a fake uh, dead goat to Mexico. Uh, and I was so, I mean, I didn't fly, but a friend of mine flew with the, the dead goat in his suitcase. I was like, I would love for customs to open it. <laughs> I yeah. guess I guess through the the X ray machine, it just looks like clothing, right? Because there's not really there's nothing in it that would register True. as like bone or like. Well, it has a like an aluminium uh, skeleton. Oh, okay, so it would show something like a weird armature. Weird armature, weird like I don't know how it's how it shows up on the scan. Oh but. my gosh, it would be so cool if you could like call the airport and be like, "What did this look like?" <laughs> <laughs> and I have a question about the suitcase. Like, what kind of suitcase is this? A special like a flight case, or is this just like grandma's old suitcase that you had and you put the dog inside? <laughs> like, what's the suitcase? No, it's just it's just the biggest like plastic suitcase we could get but okay so, so it's not like a pelican case or something like special effects you looking it's like a no, suitcase no it's not <laughs> a regular suitcase that's <laughs> so good <laughs> yeah that's nice that's a good story it is and it, it was it, as i said it was the weirdest situation like just being there and also just flying and actually talking to people after not seeing anyone for so long and um because i have and I, I knew a couple of people there who i didn't work for in this uh, situation but before um it, it was so so such uh, so nice just to see them again and have a chat and i made some really good contacts and it's always yeah. it reminded me that it's always um important to see certain people in real life like you can't have everything over like zoom calls or anything yeah that right? human connection that, that like i i feel that all the time in my day job where it's like i was i was an on-site where i was working hand in hand with these clients for years and then suddenly um having to do everything remote is is just like do you still feel like I'm a human being when you put these orders through me? Or is it like that step of disconnection where it's just kind of like throw things over the fence and then it becomes too transactional? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's um, for me personally, the way I usually work is uh, I rarely get to be on set. Like sometimes I get to be on the film set and help with the props and, um, but mostly it's just people order something and then they pick it up or I deliver it or we test something. But um, I rarely get to meet the whole team. And um, in this case, it was it was super nice, especially to meet like the special effects, like um, digital effects artists, because he really liked the dummy and he came to me afterwards and was like, oh, yeah, can I get your contact? And I might have something coming up, blah, blah, blah. And I think that wouldn't have happened if uh, I wasn't there in person and we could just like have a chat yeah. and I don't know, have a drink together or like share a meal or whatever. So those situations don't happen mm -hmm. if you're just like in your workshop alone all the time and working by yourself and not meeting anyone, like potentially your next client or whatever. Yeah. 
So I think yeah. Instagram yeah, I or YouTube or um, like being online is just one part of exposing yourself to possibly new clients or new viewers. But I think we all mm -hmm. we all share this with yeah. like, missing opportunities on events or something where you don't get to talk to the people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry, I have to burp the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to cover it up. Burp. 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 Yes, but I had a beautiful segue, which I completely missed. Um, ah, wait a minute, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm doing a Steve here. Sorry, Steve. Um, it actually, the whole situation with the film people reminded me if you if you watch a movie or if you watch a series or if you go to a theater play or any of those sorts um you don't get to see the work behind that you don't get to see the team behind that you don't get to see like all the departments and how much work goes into it and i find it very fascinating that uh all those people are so passionate about what they do like every little tiny aspect. And I mean, we all, like the three of us, we work by ourselves. Um, we do our little part or we do our whole, right? So Heidi, you are your own company. You do everything by yourself. Laura, you as well, you are your own company. Um, and seeing like those tiny little pieces, like the costume designer, the set designer, the camera people, everyone being so like committed and passionate in their little tiny area creating something that is much bigger mm -hmm. is, I find that so fascinating because they're like little little aspects that you would never notice but they are completely like going mm -hmm. mad about it <laughs> and that that's what mm, yeah, yeah, yeah makes it really really perfect in the end I think Because one person alone yeah. can't cover it all. And it needs those... Yeah, those, those, 100%. Those passionate people that just... Even even the other departments won't notice what they are doing. But you are like, oh, I need this, this little mm -hmm. tiny detail on this jacket or something to make it perfect. No one will notice, but mm. they will. And they are the ones that are committed to it. <laughs> so... I yeah. want to hear your <clears throat> yeah, I want to hear your opinions on on this kind of I don't like the word passion because I think it's overused, but um like this commitment or this passionate yeah workflow Sure. I'm a little torn uh between those those two worlds because on the one hand I love these details and I love hearing about the backstories and it's the little things that got me interested in film and storytelling like when I saw the movie Seven when I was way too young to see that I was super obsessed with those notebooks like I, the notebooks that the serial killer has with the handwriting and the stuff that you know the stuff that he glue into it and all the photos and scans and 
the intro of the movie seven 100 changed my life for these little obsessive details and i loved it so much and then years later i saw the making of that they had a designer who designed the handwriting font for these notebooks and they were actually like handwritten and they bought super old um sticky notes and the the tesa film uh, like clear tape that was um yellow and disgusting to make it look you know disgusting and <laughs> yeah real and they had um a goodbye letter from a prisoner who was on death row and that was glued into that and these little details you don't see that in the movie but you can feel it and i i love that obsession with details i think that's super fascinating On the other hand, I like to get shit done. <laughs> and <laughs> I like yep. the I like the one woman show. Like I feel the like the monkey with a trumpet and a chimble and the, the bass drum and a guitar in the hand. I do everything by myself. But at the end of the week, I have something that I did and it's far from perfect. And if I had more time, I would definitely love to jump into the details, but I would also never finish it. So I'm a fan of obsession, but I'm also a fan of a deadline and I'm a fan of a finished video. Um, but I I appreciate both things and I like to I like to go into both worlds once in a while, but I'm definitely more on the you have a week to a week to finish this. It's it's good enough. Let's let's leave it at that and just move on to the next point. I'm definitely more in that camp personally. But is it um Is it so different from like what I do? Because I I also have those deadlines. It's just, of course, it's doing something for someone else. But uh, I don't have to do anything with like the other departments at this point. I just have to get my shit done. And I, I, I yeah, it's like. I, I don't I don't make a mm -hmm. a whole product as like a, a film or something, but I'm mm -hmm. I make an object which is like from start to finish done by me. Yeah. Which is much different from um like the film industry if we stick with that uh in America, for example, where you have like one person just doing mold making and one person just doing sculpting and one person just doing the hair work and it's like all divided in those tiny little pieces and i would not love to do that i i i don't want to be a specialist i want to be a, a generalist in that case i want to do everything from start mm -hmm. to end so yeah yeah, I, I yeah that's a good really point i mean it's i guess it's a matter of, of perspective Sorry. <laughs> What? No, sorry. I, no, I, I was I was saying like I guess you're right. This is <laughs> I think we have a delay or something. We keep talking over each other. Um I think it's a matter of perspective. I guess from when I look at what I did this week, this might feel like a okay, I not like a rush job because I don't rush my work, but it's like I have Seven days, I want to get from A to B. This needs to be finished so it doesn't feel as obsessive as the notebooks from Seven. But I guess if you zoom out and you see that I'm repeating that all over, over and over and over again, and I do that 52 times a year, then this might be like very <laughs> obsessed and detail-oriented. So that's a good point that it's a matter of, of obsession, uh, of perspective, sir. I think it also depends on like what, 
part of the process you're most passionate about? Like just to go back to that idea of commitment and passion kind of going hand in hand. Like for me, when I take on a new project for a client, I really want to understand what their need is so that even though I'm an artist in some aspects, I'm more interested in the story that they're trying to come across with what they want me to develop. Mm -hmm. So that part of the development is probably the most fun for me. So I spend a lot more time on it and they may not care about that at all. They just want something that looks badass at the end of the day that their clientele is going to be interested in. But here I am, I'm like drawing up sketches. I'm giving them like five different options and I'm going, okay, let's do some color work and find out like what colors hit you. And, and they're just like, just make something. And I'm like, oh, really? That's okay. So like it kind of takes this, the steam out of it, but, um, I still like that. That's where my, my fingerprints are. And I think it's mm-hmm. important as a creative and as a maker and, you know, just, just across the board, you don't want to make something that's sterile. You don't want to make something that's just like comes out looking perfect every single time. You want it to have some kind of personality. And w- with what I make, there's no way for me to make everything exactly the same unless I was doing molds. Mm-hmm. I hand throw everything. I'm rolling out my badges. I'm I'm hand stamping. Sometimes I'm hand carving things. So each piece has an individual look and feel um, where I used to get really worried about that, right? Because in the in my day job, everything has to be exactly the same color, exactly the same font, and exactly the same placement so that when it's on the shelf, Everything looks exactly the same so the customer doesn't get confused. Well, why mm-hmm, is this mm-hmm. one slightly different? Does it have different materials in it? Uh, mm-hmm. Does it have a different flavor? What? Why is this color slightly different? Um, that can key into a lot of things for a consumer. But when you're looking at the handmade market, like I do with the pottery, um, having those little individual elements between each piece means that somebody's going to take the time looking at the whole shelf of different mugs and going, Ooh, this one has a beefier handle. Even though I may have extruded the handle, it might have some kind of characteristic to it that somebody's like, this one speaks to me. I, this one is mine. I, I feel good when I look at this one or like this badge is a little bit shifted. Uh, I like the, it being a little cattywampus. Right. Um, so even though like I'm taking the time to try and make them look as close as possible to each other. I like the term of um, making cousins. So you're not necessarily Aww, making nice. the That's exact cool. same thing over over and over. You're making cousins so that, you know, if they are received in a set, you know that they're part of a set, but mm-hmm. they don't they don't all have to be exactly the same. And when I was first starting out, I was so obsessed with the idea of that perfection that Laura, you're right. Like I could have spent a month of Sundays trying to make one piece, whereas I would have missed my deadlines. My clients wouldn't have had their products. Um, And then what I would have been left with is just a bunch of pieces that I'm going, I'm still not happy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's a give and take there. Can I place an order for you? I want a coffee mug that has these little shopping cart things. So that I don't, that I bring it back to get my euro back. That will be the only way I don't misplace my coffee mug. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll put a little coin slot in there. Yeah, little, little yeah you do. We, I can have the 
the coin slot uh, no the, the 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 other piece will be attached to my coffee machine and then i will have this mug with a super <laughs> chunky chain on it yeah yep. let's do it let's do it <laughs> the german mug yeah <laughs> what's what's your word for mug in, in germany uh, tasse 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 t-a-s-s-e tasse okay so tasse no. yeah okay <laughs> Heidi knows a little German. What is that? Uh, is a the whoop de whoop b thing? The Becher? Yeah. the shark s? Yeah, yeah. Is that was it with two s's or is it with the? No. Oh, it's two s's. Okay. Yeah. I completely ignore the whoop de whoop b thing. By the way, <laughs> I don't think I've ever used that letter in my life, even in school. Like I, I, I completely. Do you? Do we still use that? Is that still official? Is that yeah. still official? Yeah, oh, really. <laughs> But who cares? Who cares? Yeah. From Costa Shag would be so upset with me right now. She'd be like, "I don't remember what that's called." Did, is it not I... called the whoop de whoop bee thing? <laughs> it's like to say, like I, my favorite word is umlaut. I was like, that's just a umlaut. fantastic word. It sounds like an onomatopoeia, right? It's like. To be an expression of a sound, umlaut. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm taking us off track. No, that's fine. I think that's the Calm point, down. right? As, as if anyone would ever stick with the topic. <laughs> <laughs> This is fools with tools. My hair is getting so long. Can you see that? Oh my gosh! Yeah, is it can, down can, there? can you can you do a can you do <laughs> a, a, ponytail? a ponytail? Yeah, yeah. But the funny thing is now um, I used to live in Cologne and now I moved my shop to the countryside um, one and a half years ago and I spend a lot more time here. And if it was my choice, I would completely move to the countryside because I love it so much because there are different like there are tiny advantages to the city life, which is the hairdressers are now allowed to open up again. So since Monday, you can go to the hairdresser, but everybody wants an appointment, right? Mm. So My hairdresser called me and said, Laura, it must be time. <laughs> I say, I saved you this Saturday. Do you have time to, to come by? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, oh, man, this is so fantastic. I love it here. And, and you were like, no, sorry, I'm going to let it grow. No, I'm now. busy. <laughs> no, you know you're going long now. No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> uh-huh. Nora made me like the uh, a dud. What's the when you have the whole the whole ponytail in a knot on top of your head do you know what i mean <laughs> like the the girl's hair thing when you have like a, a, a dot was a dot top bun a, a top bun a bun top yeah bun. yeah yeah she she made that uh doesn't look good <laughs> i'm going short again <laughs> i know my, my hair is ridiculous like oh yay what did uh when you were on with with steve and those guys they were all having a measuring contest and Steve was like, well, it's down to my ass. And Brett said, it's down to my tits or something. <laughs> I was like, past my tits. It's crazy. I, it hasn't been this long, probably since like high school and I'm almost yeah. 40. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> crazy. Huh? Yeah. I, I mean, I usually have it like shoulder length or shorter. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. That's uh, how I remember you shoulder length, I think. Yeah. And It's just like, like you said, just like getting out and getting it cut is like a luxury that we didn't have available. And I cut Ben's hair and I cut Carver's hair, my son's, but um, I don't let anybody touch mine 
at this point. Like, <laughs> Great yeah. example. I will cut yours, but hell no, you're yeah, not going right, to cut mine. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, there, there's just like put an extension on the clippers and done. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> but, yeah. I was like half tempted to shave my head since I wasn't going into an office or anything, but then I was like, nah. Kind of it's, like it the, will take so long to grow back, right? Yeah. Like I when mean, you go from really fast, short. But, um, yeah. I, I definitely, like, I have a lot more gray than I anticipate being ready for if I cut it really short. So <laughs> I'll just leave it long and look like a damn hippie. No, I'm all right with that. Yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> this is a very, very girly talk we're having. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Let's talk about tampons and nail polish next. <laughs> Woo! I think I think the listeners would really get some joy out of that. I don't think anybody's listening up till this point, so we can talk about anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably. Well, yeah. I'm definitely committed to my long hair. Yep. <laughs> my long nails. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, like throwing pottery, I can't have long nails. Like the oh no, the grog and the pottery, like the, in the clay, just like files them down so they're nice and short. oh it's automatic that's yeah, nice i don't have to clip them <laughs> that's cool just, no i can't stand long down. long nails it drives me insane the feeling when you wash your hands and there's water running under your nail like ugh, i could <laughs> i could lose consciousness it's so disgusting so <laughs> i always cut them super short yeah so heidi would you would you actually consider uh if you had like the, um, if you were in the situation financially that you could afford it, would you go full time pottery? Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I I know you both probably feel this way in some aspect of what you're doing, but that feeling of when you get up in the morning and you sit down and you lose track of time, and by the time you lift your head, it's five o'clock in the evening. And you're like, what the heck happened? But then you look around you and you're like, I didn't even know how much I got done. This is amazing. And I mm-hmm. don't feel fatigued and I don't feel burned out. And I feel actually like I could keep going, uh, but I should probably eat something. Like that's what pottery is to me, especially the the throwing part. Like if I had more space in this studio, I probably could throw 100 pieces, no problem in a day. Uh, my problem is wow. space. I, mm-hmm, I can mm-hmm. I can throw about 30 pieces in a sitting and then I have to get up and move things around, which like takes me out of the zone and everything else. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, at this point, Ben, like Ben's been having some trouble, like keeping hours at work and we have a son and we have a mortgage and we have all that fun stuff, that adulting that makes it difficult for me to be able to walk away from a day job. Um you know, I, I have a five-year plan that I'm hoping that the day job will help to invest in that. Um, you know, I paid off my schooling uh, like last year. Um, nice. My vehicles are almost paid off and my credit cards will be paid off next year. So I'm hoping that I'll be able to turn that into savings instead of it mm-hmm. just like going into paying bills. Uh, and then what we have been talking about is ex- – expanding our porch on the side of the house we had originally Mm -hmm. wanted to build a pottery studio on the property but our municipality frowns on that because um, they just put a new sewage system in and the more runoff area the more that they they have to tax you and they Uh. it's really hard to get a permit for a permanent structure because i thought about putting Mm -hmm. in like a pole shelter 
kind of shop mm-hmm. in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, I could put a temporary structure in, but at that point, you know, like trying to like a camper, to, like a camper. <laughs> yeah, I've seen people do that, but I'm landlocked, so I can't like haul something up it. I have to build something. Yeah, uh, yeah. So then we talked about just enclosing. We have a, a porch on the side of the house that doesn't get used. We thought about just enclosing that and turning mm-hmm. that into a pottery studio, which would be bigger than this, like, you know, 18 mm-hmm. foot by 18 foot space here. Um, yeah. And moving, like building a little shack off the side of it for the kilns to be in rather than having them in the house. Um, and then allowing Ben to expand the wood shop into the rest of the basement, which, you know, obvious dream can true for him, right? The more space for a wood shop, the better. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, having the, – the plan this year was that I would take on more clients that I could teach and give experiences to in my home studio. But, you know, the COVID – Yeah. I don't, it's my home studio. I can't, I can't just have public here. No, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of put on hold. I talked to a couple of different, um, like, financial – brokerage firm kind of places about for creatives that you mm-hmm. know they give grants and those kind of things and a lot of it came down to the story that they were trying to tell didn't align with me like cisgender white middle-aged female it didn't mm-hmm. really hit with what their markers were for what they were trying to get money for um okay, so what yeah I mean, yeah it's, this, uh, shouldn't it be about the, the stuff you make rather no than, it wasn't it know? really wasn't it was about how they could tell a story how they were helping certain communities out over others that you know had more opportunities and you know I respect that um but they wasted a lot of my time having to like fill out I'm those sorry. forms and um go to all these meetings and than to be told, uh, well, we can give you a loan, but we, that's all we can do for you. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's so it's like, you know, you, you learn, you learn what to look out for, like what, when mm-hmm. people are promoting certain things, you have to look and see, like, do I fit what they're trying to promote? And yeah. even though I fit one, one bucket being, you know, female, uh, an ovulator, so to speak. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Very hit, optimistic one. Yeah, an optimistic ovulator for sure. I didn't hit all of those notes that they needed to be able to get the financial backing that they were trying to get um, to promote their whatever they were trying to do. And unfortunately, because of the way that the laws are in in the United States, they had to open up applications to everyone. Uh, they couldn't just say right out, like, we're only looking for these specific types of people to apply. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was it was unfortunate. It was it was tough for me because I got myself. I mean, Caro, we talked about it. I got myself like really excited over it because I was like, OK, you know, well, if I can get this grant, if I can get um, this training, if I can get into this accelerated program, I'll mm-hmm. learn the tools that I need to be able to start this business and and really get it moving and understand like mm. all of the things that are there. But you know, it's I think everything in its time, right? Like I yeah. can't I can't rush it because all I want to do is sit and play and clay. You know, mm-hmm. like I have mm-hmm. other responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Ah, it's tough. I mean, the one thing when you when you talk about that space is the one thing that's holding you back the most right now. I think that's a that's a good perspective. That's something 
that is more achievable than hoping that somebody, you know, will get what you're trying to do and then support you in the way that you need it. So because this is something like a problem that you can solve, like you're you're solving it right now. You're thinking about, you know, getting a camper, as I heard you say. <laughs> 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 or, or changing the porch and fly you here how you would fly me here how you want to get the horse trailer and yeah. all these things and yeah. i think that's a great solution use a helicopter i mean it's not that far <laughs> maybe cowan can put it in her fancy suitcase and bring it over oh, yeah. break it Every, down. everything in that suitcase just break it down it's got that little tiki thing on it yeah and amputate now. some wheels it should be fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> no no but honestly like that's that that sucks and being getting the hopes up and also because I think that's something that creative people and creators are very vulnerable to is when somebody get makes them feel like yeah that's not a problem we can we can absolutely do that for you and then you feel like this might be a very fertile partnership and my experience in this is that usually they absolutely do not understand at all what I am doing F for my topic. It's, Oh, interesting. It's a lady and she built stuff that's marketable. But then when they get a closer look at what I am building, it's absolutely not marketable. Nothing. None of this is even like searchable. <laughs> I am having trouble even on my own YouTube business to, to get the videos in front of viewers because the stuff that I make is so weird. It is, it is never mainstream and your pottery will never be mainstream. And I think that's the big issue and that's always a heartbreaker, but it is what it's, what we are. We're like special interest people. And that's awesome. Oh, that would have been a spiffing thing. You raised your <laughs> hand. <laughs> no, I, w I was just going to jump on uh, this because uh, when we are talking about the whole, commitment and passion thing that's probably the one thing that um, makes us special in that regard because if you say like you have those special interests or you have those uh, like special passion for something um, you can't do that like half-assed right you have you have to do it with full force you have to to jump right into it and do it all by yourself and you won't get much help from from outside it, if if i look no. at like my my history and my um if you want to call it a career or whatever i mean i've been doing this for like 12 years now full time if you count the the apprenticeship wow. with mm -hmm. wow so it was like three years of apprenticeship and after that i went straight into freelancing and I didn't get mm. like any outside help in that regard. It was all just like putting the hours in, like <laughs> in, in in Germany, you would call it like uh, cleaning the doorknobs. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, cleaning the doorknobs. <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah. uh, putting yourself out there, calling people, making yourself visible to a certain extent and just working 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 because you you want to do it you don't want to do anything else and you need to have mm. that commitment and that drive to actually make it work because if you would just sit at home and be like oh why is no one calling me 
like yeah because no one knows you right? yeah but i think carol I think Carol, we have a we had a big advantage though because when we started to get be self employed, we didn't have kids and house and all these all these financial commitments. So when I um, quit my last job, it would have been okay. I had a girlfriend. She said, "If this all goes to hell, like I can pay rent for you, it will be fine." Um, so I gave myself a year to test this, and that was the biggest luxury of my life and also like a big privilege that um is probably like but Heidi I think it sounds like you have a plan like it, it's it's like the five-year thing and that you pay off all the stuff and then maybe there will be a gap where you get an opportunity to just tr test it for six or 12 months and I mean, I don't know your job situation, but you seem like a very likable, you are a very likable person. They would probably, you know, take you back <laughs> if it yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, like I look at, I look at the landscape of where I've built my, my day job career and I've never been afraid of work. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, even, even if you're working for someone else, that, that ethic will sustain you from job to job to job to job. And and that legacy follows you because people will talk mm -hmm. about the commitment yeah. that you mm -hmm. have to mm -hmm. a project or to, like my dad always taught me, if someone's paying you, make what they're paying you worth their while. Whether they're paying you a penny or they're paying you a million dollars, if you've committed to them that you're going to do something, then you do it to the best of your ability. And that way in the future if, if they come back or in the future if they say something to somebody like she's 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 top notch she yeah. did this thing she cleaned those toilets like they <laughs> needed to be eaten off of you know like that's, yeah yeah, yeah. That's, Heidi, that's, you could you could almost say that these people are spiffing Okay, Carol, what are you spiffing? Um, I am gonna spiff uh, a company, not a person. And they are from Minnesota. Oh. They are called uh, Blue Rhino Studio. I think if you if you Google them, they are they have a really nice website which is called rhinocentral.com. Oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the video started because I'm trying to find somebody to spam. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you were looking at Blue Rhino. I was like, no. this is amazing. This is like the best. She's so committed, checking out all the links. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. So, Blue Rhino Studio, what do they do? Blue Rhino Studio. Um, They do incredible like 100% perfect top-notch uh, museum replicas of animals and dinosaurs and this is amazing I'm looking at their Instagram right now it's 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 fucking incredible I mean they have they have a warehouse to work in they have the latest technology um like 3d scanning printing uh cncing everything um but the way they develop and the way they work together and the way they perfectionist 
perfect. What are yeah, you called? Yeah, perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Perfectionisted. <laughs> They're perfectionistic. They they are perfectionistic. Um, like all their ex uh all their exhibits, it's like I I can't grasp it. It's like it it looks too real. It looks too good. It's like the dinosaurs flying through the hall, and um. Yeah, they they are absolutely amazing, and I I wouldn't even want to work for them. I just want to look at the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I love them. Nice. So blue blue rhino studio, um, check them out, and if you can, maybe go some stuff, uh, go see some stuff in real life, in some um, I think they have a list somewhere of um all the museums they've worked for. Yeah. And there's also a really nice documentary on YouTube somewhere over, about their work. So go check them out. That's amazing. Wow. I can't get enough of that. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I will check it out. Um, I will spiff uh, Stephanie. Stephanie? Stephanie. Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> she has a YouTube channel called Stephanie Explains It All. She's um she's a girl in tech, which is another hard thing to do sometimes, I think. At least that's what I hear. And she um I mean check her out on Insta first. Stephanie GG. <laughs> um yeah, she makes cool stuff. She makes cool stuff. I also want to Biff out YouTube because this is the best uh, the best night of my week or maybe even the month Whoa. so far. <laughs> wow. No, it's great. Like that's the whole community thing. I miss hanging out with everybody. I miss hanging out with you and talking to people and laughing together, having a beer. Yep. So I am spiffing you too. <laughs> <laughs> It could have been Hulk. If if I search for Laura, Laura, if I search, if I search for Stephanie GG, there is a half naked girl showing up. Yeah, that's that's her. All right, it's with it's with two N. Maybe that's it. She makes super funny, like little little bit videos, like where she. Like she's very, very funny. She has humor. You you need to check it out. I'm not going to explain. Like explaining a joke is always so bad, you know? Like you can only use when you try to explain that somebody else did something funny. Uh, so I'm not going to try to explain her jokes. But did you find her now, Stephanie? With with two N? Gigi? I, I will send you a link. Yeah, we will put that in some kind of show notes. <laughs> I will send the link. Shots. 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 That'll never get posted. That's all right. Just kidding. Blip. Just kidding, Steve. We love you. <laughs> we love you very much. How about you? Well, I would like <laughs> to spiff someone from our community. Uh, Emily Joyce. She goes by Emily Joyce Official on uh -huh. Instagram. She is a... I would... I would call her a jeweler but she does a lot of different metal sculptural work small small scale metal sculpture um her stuff is incredible she does a lot of enameling um and she recently has been doing these these um 
I, I don't know if you guys have them, but in the library, when you take out a book, you have to sign the, Ooh, the card. That looks so cool. Nice. And like she's doing, she's doing these experiments with enameling that I haven't. I mean, I, I follow a lot of people on Instagram, but like I'm constantly hungry to see what she's going to come up with next. And she's actually pretty local to me. She's just like in Ohio, so it's it's not too terribly far. So I'm really excited. It's just like um, 10 hours after. by car or what? Yeah, yeah. It's like a couple <laughs> hours, no problem. Uh, but like the, the type of work that she's doing, um, she's, she's doing like kind of dainty, um, small like – earrings and those kind of things that fit a, a mm. certain audience but she made these pins um so she's she's big into singing and she was an art teacher and she made these pins that I just fell in love with where she cut out these um pictures of these people in like the 1950s and 20s and things of just singing like in a chorus and she cut out like their mouths and their eyes and you know like when people sing they make really crazy expressions and yeah. she had this one where it was just like this this woman's mouth in a pin and it yeah. was enameled and it was it's, the pins probably about I don't know three inches by two inches um and it fit right on my uh, on the front of my overalls so like I'm I'm super excited I ordered it from her because I was like oh my god I love this but I love her artist statement I love what she's doing with um making some of this stuff more like artistic and then other stuff is more like general pop can can you know just appreciate that things are pretty uh but she also does things with like doilies and and uh, you know i'm just i'm super impressed with the level of work that she puts in and her commitment to her craft and she just went full time with this and i'm i nice. really like that's one of the reasons i want to spiff her is because mm -hmm. i think it takes a lot of courage to she's a mother and she's married and she, you know, she has all the things that I had, like all those commitments that I have. Um, but she has decided to take the plunge and see if it works. Mm -hmm. And so far I think she has the products that could catch fire and mm -hmm. just her personality and how excited she is about what she's putting out is, is really interesting. And she's also very affable and very kind and easy to talk to. She's very approachable. So it's not gone to her head. Uh, cool. Which is, you know, I think just all of those qualities that we all want to have in, in the people yes. that we follow. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Oh, so cool. Really, really cool. Yeah. Glad to hear that. Absolutely. I think she's friends with or she knows Marielle. Yes. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, that's how I heard of her before. Yeah, she's like part of that Cleveland, Columbus group. The Cleveland clique. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really fun because like I didn't I didn't know her until um, a mini, I think she, is, is the Instagram handle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, like Ashley. Yeah, she does the videos mm -hmm. and stuff. She tagged her, and then I was like, "This girl's freaking funny!" Like, I I just want to follow her because she's she's hilarious in the videos yeah. that she puts out, and and then to realize that she's also putting out like really quality products mm -hmm. was was just like, okay, yeah, I'm in, I'm so I'm totally into this. Uh, so I think there's there's so much coming out of like that area. Um, and I'm just like yeah. on the cusp of being close enough to it that I, that I can really enjoy it. Yeah. So 
anytime that I can, you know, get up to Soulcraft or see like Tim and those guys, uh, Franco uh, eat his food, you know, I'm, t- uh, <laughs> I'm totally down for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, Ashley, Marielle and I have a fake band. You do? Did you know? <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> the Naked Flannels. <laughs> And we have the first album ready, but only the titles for the songs. We never did anything else. Okay. But that's enough. What instrument are you playing? Drums. Drums? Yeah. And I think Ashley... I don't even know. Is she going to play the fiddle? I just think it would be funny if Muriel played a fiddle. Yeah. Even if she didn't do it well. I just want to see her do it. Yeah, yeah. Fiddle is good. She's one of those people who can do just about anything too, right? Like, you look at her. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, man. You're so good at everything. (laughs) You play the harp? I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) I play the juice harp. (laughs) Ooh, nice. Hey, I mean, I can ask. I can talk to the girls and see if we have one more spot in the naked flannels. I'm pretty good with rhythm. And Ashley's already Good. said she's coming here so that we can duet at some point. So yeah, Heidi cool. Can, Heidi can sing. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, used nice. to, I used to think I wanted to do it professionally, but that's oh wow. If, if you like, it's lonely, man. It's lonely. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun when you're like out there and you know performing and meeting people, but when you're on the road between gigs, it's like, oh yeah, it's awful. Okay, interesting. Man, I feel like this is a complete new topic. <laughs> should we do a double feature or yeah. maybe save it for next time? <laughs> we should do more of these and not just because it's Yeah, a definitely. Month. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm I'm always like especially now where it's so hard to meet with people, I think podcasts are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Two oh, Germans and a fake one. Two Germans. <laughs> Even though my name's Heidi, I'm very Italian. Although my DNA test came back that I wasn't, so I'm very confused. <laughs> what, what did it say? It said that I was um, English and and um, and mostly European, which was like my grandfather's name was Nilo Sherato, and his father was Pelo, and his mother um, Lucilla Lucilla came right off the boat, so. We can't figure that out. Weird. Evidently, the, like Weird. it's it's possible that they were actually Polish and running from mm-hmm. what's called the Black Hand. The Black Hand? Yeah, it was like some kind of um, like mafia slash Catholic mob <sighs> that were like chasing them out of the country. I don't know. My dad was filling me, and I was like, "Why am I not Italian in my DNA? Like, are you my dad? Are you not my dad?" Like this is really he's like no I'm I'm your father you look just like your grandma I'm like okay <laughs> okay good point awesome. <laughs> yeah I digress but do we have should any other we, business should we maybe uh, instead of any other business do a quick what we are looking forward to yeah or something like that doing this so. again <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah doing this again for sure. Hey, Heidi, how much beer do you have in this one can? Because you've been drinking. This is the third one. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I, 
had them lined up. I was like, how the hell is she doing this? She must be taking like teeny tiny zips. No, I had them I had them lined up and every time I'd go on mute, I was just opening a new one. I wasn't farting. I was about to say, you, you, open you are before? a super pro. Put a nipple on that. You don't drink it fast enough. <laughs> it's only it's only approaching 4 p.m guys nice nice <laughs> i resisted i resisted on opening a, a a wine bottle actually because i was like my english is just getting worse if i drink so <laughs> it too. always feels better though yeah that's Mine true <laughs> i start slipping into my pittsburghese and then give you up a, up a crick <laughs> Her orator? <laughs> orator. Her orator. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, looking forward to. Yes. yes. What are we looking Sorry. forward to? Yeah, definitely more of this. Tiny camper. Um, <laughs> the tiny camper. Yes. And uh, next week I have an appointment with a notary. Is that the right word? Like super official notary. Uh, to found my production company. Boopow. And then we will see... <laughs> We will see how that goes. So that's another, I will give myself a, <laughs> I will give myself a year uh, to see if, if all of this works. And then, we, yeah, we let's, let's do, I mean, let's do it before then, but also in a year, another recap Yes. of what happened in the meantime. Absolutely. I will be back to full, working full time for somebody else because I put all my money in the, in the projection company that didn't work out. Nah. <laughs> Collecting yeah. bottles. You're yeah, collecting bottles <laughs> collecting cans. and shopping carts. Cans off the side of the road and throwing in your shopping yeah. cart that you had to pay a quarter to get. Yeah, I will borrow a friend's kid so people give me their shopping carts. Yeah, it's the only reason to have them. They're cute. Each out of house and home. Man, we can help you collect a can. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Kyle? Uh... I mean, I'm I'm just happy that I survived this whole last year relatively good uh, job wise. So mm -hmm. I had a few months where just where where nothing happened or where everything got delayed. But um, like right now, since I don't know three or four weeks, it's really ramping up again, and uh, I have more to do than I can handle. But it's also very exciting stuff and very many firsts i would say it's like a lot of stuff nice. i've never done okay. before and for the first time ever i'm really involved in a in an actual movie production from start to finish so not just doing like one small wow. piece but uh i got to read the script like one and a half years ago already and now it's finally been funded and now we can start producing and it's a little bit on the low budget side so i won't be on set um because that's too expensive but um i get to do a lot of props for them and a lot of cool stuff and i'm really looking forward to that yeah. that's awesome cool that sounds great fantastic i heidi jacobs i'm looking forward to <laughs> doing this again obviously um, another beer uh, probably not that's that's enough for me ben's gonna go to the eye doctor so i get to be the parent in the house <laughs> uh, we'll probably just play did you ever hear of a game called human fall flat that's probably what we'll do just play this game where it's just like, human stupid. fall flat yeah it's no. 
It's what I get to look forward to, guys. <laughs> it's this stupid game that like has a lot of phys- physics involved where you you just like this blobby human that walks around and you stick your arms up in the air and you run and try and jump and hold on to things. It's a lot of like problem solving and stuff. Americans. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's probably like Korean or something. <laughs> My my son's obsessed with it. He watches like all these videos, and then he's like, "Mommy, mommy, play this game with me." And I'm like, "Can we play Mario?" And he's like, "No, let's play this game. It's completely ridiculous." But uh, that's what I get to look forward to. But why not? <laughs> yeah, but for real Z, um, I've got a lot of orders coming up that I'm excited for. Some one off projects that I'm doing for other makers that people are excited for. Um, I also am really interested, a a guy just actually today reached out to me about, he's a, he makes, um, bonsai trees and Mm -hmm. he reached out to me to make some pots for him. Uh, so I'm going to work with him on coming up with some products for him and then a local candle maker as well. Uh, Oh, sweet. Yeah. So, you know, always with the pottery. I'm yep. a one trick pony girls. One trick. <laughs> Play with mud all day. You're lucky I took a shower. <laughs> did you? I did. <laughs> I'm, I don't look like it. I even washed my hair for you. <laughs> You're too kind. Yeah, yeah. So, oh man, this is fun. Should we wrap this, this up? Really fun. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Or okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If you want, you can find us on all of the usual social media places. <laughs> nice. You can find me at uh, Prop Shop Berlin. You can find Heidi at Whitehall Pottery. And you can find Laura at Laura Kampf. Uh, <laughs> oh, do I get this right? You can find us as a group. <laughs> And just search for full tools, I guess. Bye. Good stuff. Bye. 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 <laughs>